0: About anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the Gospel of John, chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee. The sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we're going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about two hundred cubits, dragging the net with fish. Then, as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, "'Bring some of the fish which you have just caught.' Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land." full of large fish, 153, and although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again, a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper, and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if I will that he remain till I come, What is that to you? You follow me. Then this saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die. But if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Verses 1 through 25, all of John chapter 21. Father, thank you, Lord, once again for the wonderful gift, the powerful and blessed gift of your word. Thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to spend time with you one-on-one as we daily open your word and spend time with you as you speak words of blessing, words of light, wisdom, counsel, and grace into our hearts, our minds, and our lives. Father, more and more with every passing day, help us to fall more in love with you and with your word and empower us to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word. We thank you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to share a word of prayer with us at this time. Father, we're so thankful as children of yours that we can join the psalmist in saying that We have tasted and seen that you are good. Father, we pray for our listening family today, those that don't know you. Give them an appetite for you, Father, that they would want to know more about you, that they would want to live their lives for you. We pray, Father, for our listening family with the different health issues, and, Father, the the relationship struggles, the troubles that they face in this fallen world, that you would be near them, that you would be their strength today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to continue to remind you our email is joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. If you haven't emailed us to get a copy of the Psalm 91 prayer, please email us. Our continued encouragement to every single listener, to every believer, is that you would pray Psalm 91 absolutely every single day. We see... Tragedy after tragedy in the news and we continue to be reminded of the fact that we live in a dangerous crazy world and in this dangerous crazy world no one can protect us like the Lord can and so Psalm 91 is in everyone's Bible yet we as believers need to be wise enough to put this powerful tool for divine and supernatural protection to work in our lives. And one of the great ways to do that is to pray Psalm 91 every single day. So again, if you don't have a copy and like to get a copy from us, again, email us at joseph at afr.net. We're glad to send it to you. We're encouraging you and each member of your family to pray it every single day. Please forward it and share it with other family members and co-workers and fellow church members, saved and unsaved, because it's a tool whereby the Word of God works on the life and blesses the life of the ones that seek to put it to use. We hope that you will do that. And, of course, other prayer and discipleship and evangelism resources are available. Simply email us at joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share them with you. Father, we thank you once again for your sovereignty over all the communities that have experienced shootings in recent days. Thank you for your sovereignty over the lives of the people whose lives have been affected. Flood those communities with your light, peace, mercy, and joy. Send forth laborers into all these communities. Thank you for our nation. Thank you for the nations of the world. Send forth more laborers into every nation of the world with people that would proclaim the gospel so that people would come to realize that Jesus really is the answer to all of our problems, all of our challenges, all of the difficulties of life. And Lord, help us as individual believers to be about your business in being faithful witnesses and ambassadors for your kingdom, helping to spread the gospel every day and helping to make disciples every day as your spirit would guide and direct us to. We thank you and we praise you for the chance to be vessels such as this. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And if you're not reading your Bible every day, we hope that today that you will start that very important habit. We continue to encourage you to set a goal of reading no less than three chapters a day. It might be the same chapter three times over. It might be three different chapters, but three chapters is a good basic spiritual meal. And we want to continue to really encourage diligently parents. Have your children to read three chapters out loud to you every single day. Grandparents if you have your grandchildren, to read three chapters out loud to you, either in person or by phone. But it's such a productive, fruitful habit to help establish in the lives of children. Nothing will bless our children and grandchildren more than the precious and powerful and grace-filled Word of God. Nothing will bless their lives more. So when a child is blessed to have a parent or a grandparent that will help and guide them in reading the word every day how blessed that child really really is so we're encouraging parents and grandparents get involved in the important discipleship work of helping your children and grandchildren to read and to consume the word every day and thereby receive the blessings then the grace that comes from getting into your word each getting into God's word each and every day today we continue reading through the word of god now as we pick up In the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 50, beginning at verse 1. Then Joseph fell on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were were required for him, for such are the days required for those who are embalmed. And the Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. Now when the days of his mourning were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found favor in your eyes, please speak to please speak in the hearing of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, Behold, I am dying. In my grave, which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan, there you shall bury me. Now therefore, please let me go up and bury my father, and I will come back. And Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear. So Joseph went up to bury his father, and with him went up all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his house, and all the elders of the land of Egypt, as well as all the house of Joseph, his brothers and his father's house. Only their little ones, their flocks and their herds, they left in the land of Goshen. And there went up with him both chariots and horsemen, and it was a very great gathering. Then they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan, and they mourned there with a great and very solemn lamentation. He observed seven days of mourning for his father. And when the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, this is a deep mourning of the Egyptians. Therefore, its name was called Abel Mizraim, which is beyond the Jordan. So his sons did for him just as he had commanded them. For his sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephron the Hittite as property for a burial place. And after he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, he and his brothers and all who went up with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which he did, to, which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, before your father died, he commanded saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, Please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now, please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about, as it is this day, to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. So Joseph dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's household, and Joseph lived one hundred and ten years. Joseph saw Ephraim's children. To the third generation, the children of Machir, the son of Manasseh, were also brought up on Joseph's knees. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am dying, but God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land to the land of which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. Then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you verses 1 through 24, Genesis chapter 50. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back.
1: You're calling me over You're pulling me close With love
0: of Lincoln Brewster with Made New. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up now in the book of Genesis chapter 50, starting at verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, Perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying Before your father died he commanded saying Thus you shall say to Joseph I beg you please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin For they did evil for they did evil to you Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father And Joseph wept when they spoke to him Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. Now therefore do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. So Joseph dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's household. And Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph saw Ephraim's children to the third generation. The children of Makar, the son of Manasseh, were also brought up on Joseph's knees. And Joseph said, to his brethren, I am dying, but God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land to the land of which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. Then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel saying, God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died being 110 years old and they embalmed him And he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Verses 1 through 26, all of Genesis chapter 50. Exodus, the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 1. Now these are the names of the children of Israel who came to Egypt. Each man and his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun and Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad and Asher. All those who were descendants of Jacob were 70 persons, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died all his brothers and all that generation. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. Now there arose a new king over Egypt, who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply, and it happen in the event of war that they also join our enemies and fight against us. And so go up out of the land. Therefore they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh supply cities, Pithom and Ramesses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were in dread of the children of Israel. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in mortar, in brick and in all manner of service in the field all their service in which they made them to made them serve all their service in which they made them serve was with rigor then the king of egypt spoke to the hebrew midwives of whom the name of one was shipra and the name of the other puah and he said when you do the duties of a midwife for the hebrew women and see them on the birth stools if it is a son then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was, because the midwives feared God, that he provided households for them. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Exodus chapter 2. And a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank and his sister stood afar off to know what would be to know what would be done to him then the daughter of pharaoh came down to the excuse me then the daughter of pharaoh came down to bathe at the river and her maidens walked along the riverside and when she saw the ark among the reeds she sent her maid to get it and when she opened it she saw the child And behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me. And I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Now it came to pass in those days, when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrew men two Hebrew men, were fighting. And he said to the one who did the wrong, why are you striking your companion? Then he said, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me? "'as you killed the Egyptian?' "'So Moses feared and said, "'Surely this thing is known.' "'When Pharaoh heard of this matter, "'he sought to kill Moses. "'But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh "'and dwelt in the land of Midian, "'and he sat down by a well. "'Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, "'and they came and drew water, "'and they filled the troughs to water, And they filled the troughs to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. When they came to Reuel, their father, he said, How is it that you have come so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian delivered us from the hand of the shepherds. And he also drew enough water for us and watered the flock. So he said to his daughters, And where is he? Why is it that you have left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. Then Moses was content to live with the man, and he gave Zipporah his daughter to Moses, and she bore him a son. He called his name Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died, Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage And they cried out and their cry came up to God Because of the bondage So God heard their groaning And God remembered his covenant with Abraham With Isaac and with Jacob And God looked upon the children of Israel And God acknowledged them Exodus chapter 3 Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro his father-in-law And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will surely be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt." And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites to a land flowing with milk and honey. Then they will, then they will heed your voice and you shall come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt and you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us and now please let us go three days journey into the wilderness that they that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God but I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go no not even by a mighty hand so I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders which I will do in the midst of and after that he will let you go and i will give this people favor in the sight of the egyptians and it shall be when you go that you shall not go up empty that you shall not go empty handed but every woman shall ask of her neighbor namely of her who dwells near her house articles of silver articles of gold and clothing and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters so you shall plunder the Egyptians. Verses 1 through 22, Exodus chapter 3. You're listening to the Hour of Intercessions. We continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back. of Nicole C. Mullen, On My Knees. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the New Testament, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 23, beginning at verse 1. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe... That observe and do, but do not do according to their works, for they say and do not for they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers, but all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broaden in. "'Broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. "'They love the best places at feasts, "'the best seats in the synagogues, "'greetings in the marketplaces, "'and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. "'But you do not be called Rabbi, "'for one is your teacher, the Christ, "'and you are all brethren. "'Do not call anyone on earth your father, "'for one is your Father, he who is in heaven.' And do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against man, for you neither go in yourselves nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is, ob- he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gift that is on it, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift? Therefore, he who swears by the altar swears by it and by all things on it. He who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits on it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore you are witnesses against yourselves, that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents, brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes, Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city. That on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, excuse me, the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a man gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, You shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Matthew chapter 24. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the building of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, Not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let them who... Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time no nor ever shall be and and unless those days were shortened no flesh would be saved but for the elect's sake those days will be shortened then if anyone says to you look here is the Christ or there do not believe it for false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, Look, he is in the desert, do not go out, or look, or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. Verses 1-28, through Matthew chapter 24. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we usually do. Before we end the broadcast, if you happen to be listening today, and you know you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you're not sure about whether or not you're saved, or if you sense a need just to recommit your heart, would you pray this prayer with us as a commitment to receiving Christ or recommitting your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ? Would you pray with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me with an everlasting love. Thank you for the fact that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways, Lord. By faith, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Lord Jesus, come anew into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the full person that you would have me to be. Lord, you told us in your word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live my entire life for you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to get in touch with you. We'd like to be able to communicate with you. My email, once again, is joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. We'd like to be in touch with you to share with you some literature and some information that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you would like, again, simply email me at joseph at AFR.net, and we'd like to share with you the literature. And for any listeners that are just wanting more uh, evangelism and discipleship materials, we're glad to share them with you. Same email, joseph at afr.net. Well, thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.